I'll read you two, three verses from the last seventh chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. Many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? You know, I was some big boy, you know. <laughs> sure didn't stand by and prophesy in your name. And uh, in thy name we did some wonderful things, you know. We cast out demons, devils. And uh, in thy name we, we've done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from ye work iniquity. Therefore, therefore, in view of this now, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not for it's found on a rock. Didn't fall because it had the right foundation. And everyone hear these things mine doeth them not. I liken him to a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house. And it fell upon the, and great was the fall of it. Now, I thought this morning when I was shaving, uh, I was just thinking about you young folks. I thought about the great service we had here last night, which to my mind, I really say it in all sincerity. I believe was the most constructive and most helpful opening evangelistic service we've ever had. I sat here where I could observe after my many years of experience. In fact, I think this whole situation, night before last, and last night, and all day yesterday, the attitude of our students as a whole and faculty, I think everything's better than ever before. And I said to myself this morning, I want to help these young people. You have been here before and you who are here now. And I want to talk to you about the foundation upon which you're going to build your life. Now, wait a minute. He that heareth my words and doeth them, now, you are not saved by what you do. You do because you are saved. The religion of the Bible differs from all religions of the world. All the religions of men say, do and live. The religion of the Bible says, live and do. Just remember that. I know enough about the human mind and the processes, mental processes of people to know that if man was the author of the Bible, man would have made himself his own savior. That's what man had done. Egotistical man would have found a way to save himself. That's what they're trying to do. All the religions that men found and systems of theology and religious systems, they build. They build with the idea man can save himself. Now that isn't so. Not from God's standpoint. And God comes along and says, by grace you're saved. Through faith, that not of yourself is a gift of God. Not of works, underscore that name. By grace, not of works, are you saved. Now keep that in mind. Now you can't earn salvation. You can't pay for it after you get it. If you spent a million years now and worked for Jesus Christ every day of your life and walked up to heaven and said, I want to present my record. I've been working a million years. And here's my record. Now I produce it and hand it over to you. I want you to see it. And God says, your righteousness is filthy rags. Any act, the best act of the best man that ever lived, presented to God as a claim on God for salvation, is to God like filthy rags. That's your righteousness. Now, I'm trusting Jesus Christ to save me. I'm saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But if I am saved, really born again child of God, then I will honestly, sincerely, 
desire to build the right kind of Christian character, be the right kind of person before God and man. Now, young people, listen. Nine-tenths of what you hear today called Christian education is not Christian education. You have a good deal of religious education of a kind. There's very little Christian education in this country. Now, to take Christian training, you have to first be a Christian. Jesus Christ one night was a certain place, and a man came around, quite a nice gentleman, and said to him, uh, we've been hearing you, and now, of course, I'm just putting the picture in my own way. Uh, we, we know something about what you've been doing. And we are convinced that no man could do what you've done unless God was with him. God was with him. You couldn't do it unless God was with him. Now, he said, uh, we'd like to know something about the thing. And Jesus said, well, wouldn't do any good to tell you. Because you wouldn't know what it's all about anyhow. You've never been born again. Uh, you don't understand. You can't understand. Listen, you can't understand spiritual things until you first are regenerated. Only regenerated people can apprehend the spiritual. You people in this world are to be pitied. Bible says the preaching of the cross is them that perish foolishness. But us who are saved, it's the power of God. It's foolishness to unsaved people. They can't understand why Jesus had to die in that place on that account. They don't understand it. But I'm taking it for granted that practically all of you people are born again people. Many of you who came here unsaved are right with God now. And for the first time you woke up this morning with your face toward heaven, back toward hell, you're a Christian. Now I want to talk to you about the kind of character house you ought to build. You know, everybody builds a character house. And that's what you're going to do here. And that's what you're here for. I told you the other night that you are not in this school because you can make more money. You're in this school to be trained on how to use what money you do make. And you will not have a Christian education until you know how to handle money when you get it. That's more important than know how to make it. Of course, you know how to make it honest and all that. But it's not the quantity of money you're going to make. It's how you as a child of God are going to handle what you make. You're not here, as I said the other night, to get your grades. Listen just a minute. Your grades are the least important of anything you. Now, you are here to sure their quality grades. That's what you're here for. Let's remember that. All right. Now, you're going to build a house. And into this house, uh, you're going to bring all the elements of your personality. A character house. Now, I've told you before, and you've heard it from other people, that your character is what you are. That's what you are. Your reputation is what people think you are. You can have one kind of character, another kind of reputation. You may have come to this campus, and everybody around you may say, Yonder goes a sweet, lovely girl. But God may know something about you that nobody around you knows. You may have come here as an honest, upright fellow with good recommendations. That may be what the world thinks of you. But maybe God knows something about you that the world doesn't know about you. Now, your character is what God knows you to be. Your reputation is what men think you are. Now, all the character you have are elements that I think are fundamentally in your makeup. Now, we have different types here. Now, you're going to build a house. And we're going to bring this house of character all the different elements of our personality. Now, it's important we know how to build it. Now, in the first place, if you're going to build a house, you've got to have the right kind of foundation. You can't build one any other way. You know, the most important thing in the construction of a building is the foundation. That's essential. You have one that can stand the weight. 
carry the load. Hold up the house. If the foundation isn't right, you are gone. We read in the Bible, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Why? Lord knows everybody that's for him. That's the reason. This no institution ever built by mortal man ever has a secure foundation unless everybody in working with the organization is loyal to the foundation. Now, God says, my foundation stands because I know who's on my side. I know. I know those that have belonged to me. And God knows who's for it. And the foundation of God stands because God knows it. Now, we've endeavored in these years to know who's who here as best we could in our weak, blundering human way to build an institution upon certain eternal fundamental principles. Now, you've got to get you some good foundational principles to build your house. And I could name a few of them to you if I had time, but just one or two I want to touch in passing because the time's short this morning. First, you want to start out as a Christian with just one little determination. I'm going to build my house on the foundation of right. Not convenience. Not like my neighbor builds it. Not necessarily like even my own folks built. I'm going to find what's right. Now, the easiest thing you ever had to do in this world is to find out what's right if that's what you want to know. Any ordinary person on earth can find out what's right if that's the thing he wants to know most. The hardest thing you ever had on earth is to make the thing that's right fit in with what you sometimes want. Now, if you'd make up your mind that I'm going to build my house, house of character, on one foundation, What's right? Girl came to me not long ago, tried to talk me into endorsing her marrying a boy. He was divorced. His life wasn't right. She tried to sell me on the idea of marrying him. She loved him. She was trying to bring principle in harmony with her emotions. Instead of trying to bring our emotions in harmony with principle. Whenever you get there, you're getting in a dangerous way. Now, be reasonable, be sensible. You don't have to be a fool. Just be sensible. Ask somebody. And ask somebody that knows something. And don't stop when you ask somebody that tells you what you want to do. Ask somebody else. What is right? That's the only thing. Make up your mind this first week at Bob Jones University. So help me God. As long as I live in this world, I'm going to just try to decide everything that way. I'm going to build my house of character on this principle. I was talking to a preacher friend of mine not long ago. Nice fella. I rather liked him. And he said to me, you know, Bob, there's some things in my denomination that hurts me so bad. I said, what is it? Well, he said, now, I'm orthodox. I believe in the blood of Christ. I believe in the old-time gospel of God's saving grace. But he said, you know, I have to support things that hurt my conscience. But he said, you know, I'm compensated. I get to preach the gospel, you know. Now, wait a minute. He's a fool. Listen. A man that does wrong because he thinks he's got a chance to do right doesn't do right when he thinks he's doing right. 
You ought to ask one question. Now, if you'll settle that now, this first week of school, that God helping me with the best light I can get, I'm going to be sensible and practical. But God helping me in every issue. There's one question I'm going to ask. That's what's right. And build it right there now. Build it right there. Young people, I'm awfully weak and awfully human. But I've had to face that test. It's a lonesome life sometimes. Friends on the other side. Isn't it easy way I'm talking to you about now? <laughs> but it sure is a good foundation on which to build a house of character. And the storm's coming. <laughs> they always come sooner or later. And the only house that'll stand in the storm is a house that's built on the foundation of what's right. Everything that's wrong will be exterminated and destroyed. But the right belongs to the eternities. The right's always been right. It's right now. It always will be right. Listen, that which is wrong has always been wrong. Is wrong now. Always will be wrong. Now, if you'd make up your mind, I'd just say, I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to run around blustering. Not going to raise a big fuss. Not going to go around and hunt everybody's errors. Not going around as a critic like that. But I'm going to plant my life right here. And I'm going to stand here. If I'm invited to a place and wonder whether I should go or not, whether it's Christian should go, I won't go. Question comes up about whether I should do a thing, I'm not going to do it. If there's a question about it, I won't do it like settling. If you don't know what to do, don't do anything till you do know. Just do right. Just do right. Now build your house right there, will you? That fix your foundation. And God will be back to that house then. Now in this house of character, I won't just touch a few things. You're going to have to have somebody run it. Now you're not going to run it and run it right. You haven't got enough sense. Put God at the head of it. This house of character. Make God not the guest, make him the host. Make him the boss. Let him run it. I've seen this sign have Christ as a guest of this household. Unseen guests there meeting so on. Put Christ at the head of this house of character you're going to build. In everything that comes, anytime, anywhere, Christ first. Christ first. He's in the house. All right now. Now let's balance ourselves. Now I think you will do it if you do what I've told you. Build on what's right. Make Christ ahead of it. And then I think you can balance it up all right. Now, for instance, some of you are going to bring into this house of character a musical temperament. You're going to want a bigger music room than you have any other room in the house. Your music room will be the big room for some of you. Now, in building your music room, don't neglect the kitchen. A bird never flew so high, it has to come down on the ground to get a wine. You know, life's not made up of all this singing and music and not that sort of thing. Now, it's all right to have a nice big music room, but, but if a music room is a controlling room, watch out. That house will, something happen to it. That's what happened out in Hollywood. I just want to take speech and just act all my life. Yeah, and they act like the devil. 
They get divorces. Can't live with anybody. I'm sorry for them. There's one room in the house of character that's a big room. Just do what you want to do. Have a good time. All right. Watch that room. The most dangerous room in this house of character is the room you like best. The room that you want to watch most carefully is that room. Speech, music, it's all right to have a little money room somewhere in the house. That money room gets too big, you'll get in a bad fix. You'll hear the coins jingling in your sleep, and you'll get where you want to sleep in the money room. And that'll be the most heavenly place on earth for you. What's the money room? Listen. Then you want to have a library room in your house of character. The main book's the Bible. Oh, keep the other books there. Somebody said, I don't want anything with the Bible. Well, you ought to have something else besides the Bible. You ought to know Shakespeare. You ought to know Milton. You ought to know the classics. You ought to have some culture. You ought to have that kind of place. God's no enemy to culture. God's no enemy to refinement. God knows enemy to music. Morning stars sang together for him. God's no enemy to art. He paints the tints of the sunset every night for you. God's no enemy to beauty. God's no enemy to money. He uses gold for payment up in heaven. God's no enemy to these things. But you want to not have any one thing in the house dominated the exclusion of something else that ought to be there. Keep your liver. Wait a minute. Have a social room in your home. But be dead sure that nothing comes in there that Jesus Christ can't attain. This house of character I'm talking about me. Build it on a rock. Bring in there what belongs there. And let the storms come. Let the winds blow. And you'll sit in your house of character and look out the windows and see these other houses swept away. And you'll outlive all worlds. Now, you are here to learn what to put into the house. How to distribute what does come in there. The proper emphasis to give to these different things. You're here for that. I wonder if you're on the right foundation today. I wonder if you're starting off by the grace of a good God on this foundation rock to do right. You can sure build a lovely home by the grace of God. What's nicer in this world than a good, well-rounded, Christian character that knows how to take the storms. I've known him to come here and build that kind of character. And I've known of him come over here that had such defects in him.
you couldn't do much for them. They stay a little while, they can't take it. They won't get right. It isn't in them. Now, we didn't make you what you are. The kind of person you are, you came here that way. We didn't make you. We didn't get the dirt together and make you. We didn't put the talents that you have in you. This school did not give the elements to your personality that you have in you. You brought all those things here. Now, if you haven't got right with God, it'll get right with God. As a Christian, then, say, all right. Here's where I stand. The rest of my life on this foundation rock of principle. Right. 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 Right all the time. What's right? What's right? I'll find out. I won't be conceited. I won't be a fool. I won't have a big head. I won't strut my stuff. But I'll quietly... Sincerely, prayerfully, honestly, try to build on that rock right. Then I need help. I want to decorate my house properly. I want to have the right kind of things in it. My house of character. And there's certain elements I have that need fixing. I'm not well balanced. I'm lopsided. I want to build it. You know something? If you go out that way, someday you'll come to a statue. Of the perfect man, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I read in the Bible about his coming again and said he'll not be ashamed of some people. I think Jesus is going to be really ashamed of some of his own when they come again. I don't want him to be ashamed of me. When he comes back, I want him to look at me and say, well, he did about the best he could. Considering the way he's made up, he was true to me. He did try to balance up everything satisfactory. Not ashamed of him. Let's so live by the grace of God that when this house of character has to stand in his presence, you look at the house say, the foundation's all right. The decorations are all right. The library's all right. The music room's all right. The kitchen's in good order. Dining room dishes are clean. The character's all right. You can build the right kind of character by the grace of God. A character that'll stand the storms of judgment that's sweeping over this age now and sweeping teeming millions to hell. You can build it even in this age. In all ages of the past, God had somebody that built that house. You build one for God in this day. God help you. Our Father, we hope these young people understand what we're trying to say to them. We hope it's clear to them. Help us all today, while our heads are bowed, say, I stand on this rock, Christ Jesus, who never flinched, never turned back, never disobeyed God, who sought to do his Father's will, and who said, I send you out as my Father sent me. Go do my will. Help us to be true. Help us to build on that foundation. And help us to build a balanced life to get what we can to equip us so we'll be well-rounded, practical, sensible, intelligent, consecrated Christians. A house that's able to stand the storms that are sweeping this earth today. 
May this be the year of real character building on the campus at Bob Jones University. May we accomplish more this year than we've ever accomplished in any previous year because we need strong Christian character to face the foe of this day. Keep us true for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen.